In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you paying it forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Drugginet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. owner of Rappaport International. It's a language services company that offers translation and interpretation in over a hundred languages. So she has such a fascinating um, story behind her. I'm amazed at how successful she is and she manages to run her business with no employees. So with that, I'd like to introduce you to Wendy Peace and uh, Wendy, how are you doing? Are you there? I'm here, Josephine. I'm doing great. (laughs) Thanks so much for having me today. It's our pleasure. Thank you. And I can't wait to share your story with everyone. So, uh, Wendy, tell us, can you describe your business for our listeners? Sure. We connect anyone, anywhere in the world, no matter the language, with foreign language translation and interpretation. And translation is converting one language to another in the written form and interpretation is spoken. Many people don't know that. You can see on the news they'll talk about the president's translator when really they're talking about an interpreter. But in the industry, that's commonly known. Oh, that's really, really interesting. So, um, so Wendy, did you always think that you were going to do this? Like, how did you stumble into owning your own international business? Because I don't think you know 100 foreign languages. <laughs> no, I don't do any of the translation work. I'm, I'm frequently asked, do I speak any other languages? And I do speak some Spanish, French, and Italian, and it helps me with those languages, just having a, a gist of an understanding of it. But the people who actually do the translation work are fully bilingual. They're trained as translators. They usually have a subject matter expertise. So they're real professionals. And no, I never even thought about this industry. It's much bigger than I ever realized. Um, but it's been a perfect fit with all of my background. It's just I finally landed at the place that all my background and interests lined up. And so that's been fabulous. Oh, it sounds great. I know you're so passionate about what you do. But, Wendy, let's talk a little bit about your background. Um, what is your – I know you have a lot of international background, so why don't we share that with everyone? 
Sure. When I was young, I lived internationally. I, li- I went to first and second grade in Mexico City, where I spent half my day uh, learning all the subjects in English and the other half learning it in Spanish, and that gave me a real <laughs> love of languages. Wow. Um, and I also lived in the Philippines and Taiwan, and so from that I just always enjoyed different cultures. And um, When I went to college, I... Uh, majored in foreign service, thinking that someday I'd go on to law school or foreign service, um, but it was uh, to continue learning about the international. And when I got out of school, I got into sales, um, which is, as every business owner knows, you spend a lot of time selling. So luckily, I enjoy that, and I got some good early on experience. And then I had a company called McKenzie Connections. McKenzie's my maiden name, and that it was very similar. It was um, matching expert witnesses in workers' comp cases because they had to write a special report. It was much longer. So it was a a similar business where I was matching experts to people who needed the experts. And when I had that business, I realized that I didn't know how to take a small business and grow it bigger. I didn't feel like I had the tool set. So I applied to business school and ended up going to Dartmouth um, to learn those tools, and that was a fabulous experience. Really, yeah. I have to say, Wendy, it's great that it all fell into place for you because a lot of times when people go to college, they don't really know where they're going or why why they're doing it. They figure out their way while they're in college, and it seems like you figured it out before going in, so it sounds like you probably got so much more out of it. Oh, I'm glad it sounds that way, because at the time, (laughs) I had no idea. It's only now where I've landed, where I want to be, that I can look back and look at all the things that that built up to it. So, no, when I was in college, I had no idea. I mean, I always loved entrepreneur. I used to sell anything I possibly could around the neighborhood. But, you know, my parents were professors at the university. We, I didn't have any business experience. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's great. That's so funny. You're like uh, every single interview I've had, or almost every interview I've had on this radio station, even just last week, I had Rose Januzzi, and she said the same thing that you did when she was younger. She always had that entrepreneur drive within her that she would sell anything in the neighborhood she could. <laughs> oh, isn't so, that interesting? Yeah, it's very funny how, you know, the successful entrepreneurs have this common thread. So I'm always so fascinated with that. But all right, I'll let you get back to your story, Wendy. Oh, no, no, I love it. um, I sat down with a couple of women from a group I'm involved in, the Make Mine a Million, and we talked about what what are the characteristics for an entrepreneur? Because you can look, you go across all industries, extrovert, introvert, finance background, sales background, there's no commonality. And we came up with this, uh, you know, there's an inner voice. And so I did write an article for a publication on that, that, you know, it's just what you're talking about, too, how everybody had this interest early on and tried selling things. Yeah, it's really kind of funny. I mean, I just had to, I was working on a case study this weekend, and it was related to my business. And I was writing the whole history of also myself going you know, in college and in graduate school. And I just remember this one class, it was new product development class. And I wrote, that was my absolute favorite 
class ever. And then all of a sudden, it like the light bulb went off. I said, isn't that funny? I'm an inventor today. And I never in a million years would have ever thought that. It's just the way it works out. But it's funny how if you really go back to your history, how, you know, your current whatever your um, passion is today has a lot to do with your history. So it's kind of funny. Yeah, and look, and a perfect example of two different entrepreneurs. You were really into the new product development, and you developed Glovies, which is a new product, which is really cool. I had no interest in product development. I'm completely <laughs> a business services people, and that's where I end up in finding my love of travel, languages, cultures, and diversity putting that into a business. Oh, it's amazing. So yeah. now what happened? What happened one day after you got out of college? What did you do then? I uh, had $800 in my pocket and moved to California and was trying to, I thought I'd work for a year and then go back to law school. But um, I got a great job in sales selling to lawyers, and I realized that they were oftentimes dealing with problems all day. And I liked the sales because that was building and meeting people and helping people, you know, solve their problems for whatever they needed to buy. So that sounds great. That sounds really good. So it's so important when it, somebody has their own business that they enjoy selling, and it seems like that's just a natural for you. So that's great. Yeah, yeah. That's great. So lead us into how your business was born. Well, after I got my MBA from Dartmouth, I um, got into venture capital and working in the portfolio companies and learning a lot about how to grow companies fast. And there's a lot of transition in those companies. So I decided to take a corporate marketing position at a large publicly traded firm. And while I was on maternity leave, um, I was laid off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, also a common thread with so many entrepreneurs. <laughs> yes. Yes. And um, it was at that point where I realized I was miserable. I had one child at home and one newborn. And um, looking back, I wanted to work. Um, I wanted to put my experience in, but I realized that a corporate job, I was, Tuesday was my worst day because it was the farthest away from weekends. Um, <laughs> by Monday, I was kind of tired and I needed just some downtime on the computer. But by Tuesday, I wanted to be with my children and I wasn't seeing them near as much. So I was at a um, a, a venture capital forum up at Dartmouth, and I ran into a, a fellow alumni, and he said, well, why don't you buy a business? And I just started laughing. I'm like, well, you know, I kind of need to work, and, you know, we've got expenses. How am I going to afford to buy it? But it planted the seed. You know, that's somebody who paid it for it. He had done it. He mentioned it, planted the seed, and then helped me go about researching it and giving me resources to help me do it. And I was just daydreaming on the web, and I found this company that matched the criteria that I wanted. And so I started uh, looking into it, and it was the first company that I looked at, and many times we thought the deal was going to fall through, but I had a fabulous broker that I had hired to represent me. It was um, Tom Hawk from Carpenter and Hawk in Boston, and he saved the deal, and it went through. Later, I found out that usually people have to look at about 100 companies before they find the one that they're going to buy. So I really do feel like I lucked out there. 
Oh, that's amazing. That's yeah. wonderful. So the broker, what exactly did the broker do? He, he was instrumental in coming up with ideas of, you know, different ways to structure the deal. So he, at one point, um, the seller wanted all the money up front. And I was dependent on her for training and introductions, so I didn't want to pay everything up front because the transition could be very difficult and then not go forward. So one of the key things that he, he suggested, and it sounds so obvious, but none of us had come up with it, is that I put the money in escrow, and when I signed off that she did the things she was supposed to do, she'd get paid after, you know, so many months. Oh, that's great. And so that's great. She was the, yeah. the prior owner. Oh, that's wonderful. You see how sometimes we lean on the professionals and they have better answers for us. Okay, yes. Wendy, we'll be back in just a few minutes. We're going to take a quick break. Okay. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. Critical thinking in the real world. What does it take to get ahead and stay ahead of the curve in this ever-changing world around us? Critical thinking in the real world with Janet Hens. Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central on Toginet. Starting November 4th, Janet Hens is a college instructor, speaker, writer, wife, and mother of three young children. She also has her Master's of Arts in writing from Johns Hopkins University. Janet began her career working for a congressman on Capitol Hill, then moved over to lobbying when he retired. It was through these jobs that she learned about the power of grassroots initiatives, media relations, and public speaking. And then she honed these skills when she became a college instructor. Today, she artfully balances work with full-time motherhood. In the show, Critical Thinking in the Real World, Janet will discuss hot topics and the critical thinking necessary to assess them. Her passion for education impacts her daily life, and she'll share that in every show. Critical Thinking in the Real World with Janet Hens, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central, starting November 4th on toginet.com. Now, this Saturday morning, we're going to count them down one more time from number 40 all the way to number one with the official classic hits countdown, the American Rock and Roll Countdown. We'll count down the biggest hits of the 70s with interviews and artist information, news, weather, sports, you name it, we'll have it this Saturday morning, 9 o'clock Eastern, right here on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. Mind Matters is the show that dares to ask what's on your mind. Take this opportunity to join Dr. Larry Ross, clinical psychologist and Joan Duhane, licensed clinical social worker, as they combined have over 50 years of experience in dealing with your mind. Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, only on Toginet Radio. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. As we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine, and today my guest is Wendy Peace. And Wendy is the owner of Rappaport International. So, Wendy, uh, we were just talking, and now that our guests know, our listeners know, um, exactly what you do. Um, I'm curious, what is your ideal work day like? Like, 
what happens on a day-to-day basis for you? Oh, big, big different questions. <laughs> Ideal work day or what happens on a day-to-day basis? <laughs> I'll start with my ideal work day. I, I like making a plan, accomplishing the big things on the plan, because usually I have way too many things to get done in one day, and that I end on time. And um, the only unexpected things that are thrown my way is that uh, new clients call in or there's new big projects that we're trying to figure out how to do, pull in, or that we need to quote. So what happens on a day-to-day basis is uh, probably the same with everybody. You make a plan, and then a whole bunch of other unexpected things come up. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I try to to make a plan for the week. Uh, Well, actually, it starts with my annual goals, and then I break them down into parts um, under each functional group. So I have my finance goals, my ops goals, my marketing, and my sales goals. And then how I've broken up my week is that Monday I do finance, Tuesday and Thursday are sales, Wednesday I'll do, um, I'll integrate some more marketing um, with the sales, and then Friday is my HR and operations day. Oh, wow. Then if I can have one or two big things that I can accomplish on those days towards my annual goals, I feel pretty good. That's amazing. You are the first person <laughs> that has broken it down in that way. And I'm sitting here. I, I just can't believe it. I, it's so, so smart. Because as an entrepreneur, we try to do everything. And it's, I just, I feel overwhelmed sometimes. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't do the marketing. I can't do the sales. I can't figure out, you know, my fine financial stuff. I can't do it all in one day. And I think that that is an, I love that idea. So well, what I love other about bunch- it too is on Wednesday when something financial comes up, you know, a question on an invoice, you feel like you need to do it right then. And I just file it in my finance file and go, well, I'll deal with it on Monday. Oh, that's so yeah. smart. I love it. Oh, that's yeah. just great. Yeah, okay. I wrote an article about that in Women's Business Boston. It's on my um, website at rapportintl.com. Oh, that's great. I'm going to look that up after our show. So, um, all right, so that sounds wonderful. Now, what about a support team? What kind of a support team do you have, Wendy? Well, like you said at the beginning, I have no employees. Um, we're a virtual company. I have lots, of, lots and lots of people who work for me, so... There are, there's a whole industry of virtual assistants out there, and they specialize in different things, and they might have multiple companies that they work for. Um, and I, right now I have somebody that's a marketing person, um, Tracy. She's a fabulous writer, so I, I had a press release I had to write, so I sent that over to her. Um, she's helped me write some articles for Ezine um, online. Uh, and then I have a project manager who's a virtual consultant, and she's, I can wrap her into my system so she can handle projects for me. Um, all my finance is outsourced to analytics. They're fabulous. I throw things over to them, and the next they do it overnight, and it comes back to me the next day. And they've actually taught me a lot about um, bookkeeping and finance. Okay. Uh, so, and then all of our linguists are outsourced because... We match the language and the background of the linguist to the actual project. 
So, for example, I have Carlos, who's an absolutely fantastic Spanish translator. I use him for a lot of things. But we got something in from the, uh, the Astrophysics Institute from the Canary Islands, and it was quite technical. Now, he's not a technical person, so I took it over to our technical translator to make sure that that person had enough understanding to make sure that it was done right. Wow. Okay. So, so even go, though, yeah, even though you have all these virtual assistants, it still seems like you are on top of everything. Yeah, that's one of my annual goals this year is to get more on top of things. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, wow. it's, it's finding the right, it goes back to finding the right person for the job and letting them do it, giving them the yeah. goal and letting them go. Now, how would somebody go about hiring a virtual assistant? Um, asking around, or you can go online and Google virtual assistants, and they have a whole um, association of virtual assistants. And you can find anything from somebody who might just make travel plans for you or keep your schedule to people who can do full-blown marketing to technology resources to, you know, somebody to manage your email while you're gone. You can use one or two hours a week up to, you know, 15, 20 25 hours a week. Oh, that's great. Yeah. You know, I, I once read an article, and it was quite interesting. I don't have a virtual assistant. I'm kind of one of those people that I feel like I need to have somebody in the office. It kind of gets, uh, I don't know, it just makes me feel like I've got a real business. But sometimes I think a virtual assistant is probably a better idea because sometimes I feel like I could probably get more work done if I'm focused without interruption. So it's a fine line, I think. Yes. Well, the other, the other way that I found people is that there are a ton of overqualified stay-at-home moms who, when uh-huh. their children are all start elementary school, they've got time, they've got education, they've got training, they know how to multitask, they want to do something that engages them, plus it builds their resume, so if they ever want to go back full-time, they've got a reference. So I've hired at least three stay-at-home moms for different projects and have had, you know, one relationship now is going on three or four years. Oh, wow. See, that's great. I must say, yeah, the person taking care of my finance and my accounting and bookkeeping and all of that, she's a stay-at-home mom, and she is just... When she told me her credentials, I almost died. I was like, oh, my God, she was running international companies as like a CFO. And I was like, and here I have my little company here. She's like, but don't worry, I can take care of yours. (laughs) And I was laughing. And you're so right. It's overqualified stay-at-home mom. So tap into that uh, market. Yeah, the other way to go about signing people, too, is for it was 15 or $25 for a month to post on Craigslist. I got flooded with resumes. And oh. the ones that were so overqualified, I almost put aside. And then I thought, no, this is crazy. This is exactly what I want. It's somebody who's overqualified, who can learn it quick, do it quick, and I can depend on. Yeah, so it's another same. way to find somebody to work for you. On Craigslist. That's a great idea. You know, sometimes people think that uh, I like to hire interns because I like to help them and teach them about the business and everything. But sometimes it just pays to go after the experienced individual because you just get what you get and you can move ahead so much quicker. 
you know, I'm almost at a point in my business where I feel more comfortable. Like I consider myself a pretty smart person, but I try to hire people who are even smarter and more experienced than me in that specific area. Right. So, you know, like Marie, you know, my finance person, I'm just so excited to have her because like you said, they can teach us stuff and it's can't get any better than that, I think. Right. And that's if you want to hire somebody to come in your office, you're going to get a less qualified person. But the people, if you hire an overqualified home and give them the flexibility to work when they want to work, you can still, the rates are fabulous because you're giving them flexibility and the ability to work from home. So how much does a virtual assistant cost? I obviously haven't looked into it one day. Yeah, depending on where you are and what you want the person to do, you can find somebody for 10 to $15 an hour. Upwards, I've seen some that are more of the technical and programming more for the 30 to $40 an hour. So and yeah. some will give discounts if you book, you know, so many hours per week and then put them on like, a, you know, you guarantee that every month or whatever. Yeah, so see, that's so... That's great. It just, you know, if they're $30, $40 an hour, but they're technical and they know what they're doing, it would probably only take them a couple of hours. Whereas if you hire somebody for $10 an hour, you can have them working for two days straight and still not get accomplished what you need to get accomplished, you know? Right, right. And that's, that's, again, it's the right person for the job. Yeah, and uh, that's great. So the article that I was reading about virtual assistants it was interesting. They said you don't just have to hire a virtual assistant to do like um, your administrative stuff. It goes back to what you were saying that you can hire real professionals. Yep. And they were saying if you are if you have a startup business, you should hire salespeople. That that's all they do. They do your research online and they cold call for you. And if there's a hot lead, they pass that on to you. And can you imagine how much time out of your day is saved just by doing that? So where do you find one of those people? <laughs> I've struggled with finding good salespeople. You know, plus that's the part of the business I like the, the most. But. but that's probably why you have a hard time because you're probably better than a lot of people out there. How funny. Well, the but, business owner always is because they know the most about the business. Yeah, but I have to tell you, Wendy, I, I have a tough time. It's so funny. I can sell ice to Eskimos, and I've had sales positions. I've done great, but it's so much harder for me to sell my own gloves. It's so funny. I can go into the big meetings and everything, but I think I'm just a little too close to my product where, um, you know, it's almost like a fourth child to me, and I, I have removed myself. I've taken a tiny little step back, and I've hired an incredible uh, mom who has tons of experience in pharmaceutical companies, which is what I need. And I see a big difference. Like I feel more relaxed. And when we have a huge account, I'm happy to go in and sell my business, my entire company and my entire concept. But it's nice to have that person that can help me out there who's got the experience and who's able to sell and they're not emotionally attached. Right. You know? So it helps, but um, 
Yeah, so we're getting ready to come up to a break, Wendy, but we have so much more. I can't believe how fast this interview is going. We're, almost, we're flying through it. We're almost halfway through it, and uh, I'm going to be very interested in knowing some of your challenges that you've had to face in your business. Everybody's got challenges, so we'll talk about that when we come back. Thanks, Wendy. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. Inspiring women to be true to themselves. Get ready for Tracy Porter Radio on toginet.com. 2 p.m. Central, Wednesdays, starting November 4th. Tracy Porter, lifestyle, home and fashion designer. Inspiring women from all over the world with their fashionably eclectic goods, savvy tips, style advice, and encouraging spirit. TracyPorter.com is home to her designer products and voice to thousands of women who flock to Tracy's daily blog for a daily dose of pure Tracy. And now she's coming to TogiNet. All of Tracy's enchanting goods can be found at TracyPorter.com and her nationally sought-after mail catalog, Tracy Porter. Plus, you can find her here on TogiNet. Tracy's awards, appearances, and accolades are too numerous to mention here. So, ladies, you've just got to come to be inspired, too. With Tracy Porter Radio, inspiring women to be true to themselves, to let their passions lead. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central, starting November 4th on toginet.com. Get a jump on what your preschool kids need to know with Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten from Stacy Cannonberg. A mom told me this is the book I've been looking for. This book gives me all the information I need about what my kids need to know. And a private school admissions director said this is exactly what we test on. Google it, get it, and get ahead. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten. Applauded and approved by parents and educators. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten is a state-approved teaching tool. On sale now, in stores, or online at cedarvalleypublishing.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine. I have to make a little correction. I um, mispronounce Wendy Peace's um, company. It's Rapport International. Sorry about that, Wendy. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> okay, Common so- mistake, but it's the French <laughs> word for rapport. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. So, Wendy, tell us a little bit about some of the challenges that you faced in your business. I think the biggest challenge is the same one everybody has, is balancing work and life. Uh, it's, yeah, I have two young children, uh, Robert, who's eight, and David, who's six, and they're absolutely wonderful, and I love them. So when they're in the house, I want to be playing with them, not doing work. But, you know, sometimes there's a deadline or somebody's asking something from you. So um, that's a big challenge. Another one, which is funny, is, is when you're a business owner, and with my experience and training, I have the ability to solve most problems or pull somebody in that can help me solve them. But I never have enough time to solve a problem. Um, so that's been a big one is, as I say, oh, I'll think about that later when I have a minute, but trying to get the time. That's interesting. Can you give us an example of that, Wendy? Um, sure. Filing. You know how you have paper that comes in and just needs to be filed? 
Uh-huh. And so you get the stacks of it around and you never get around to doing it. It's not important. And so thinking through how you're going to, you know, do it quickly, but find the stuff that you need. So I have a coach. Her name is Marla Tobacco, and she's absolutely fabulous. <laughs> we know Marla. She's incredible. She was actually a guest on my show, and everybody just said, what a great, great you know, show she did. And then she's got her own show on Toginet also, which I'm just so thrilled about. But okay, we love Marla. We can continue. <laughs> yes, yes. She does the, the Million Dollar Mindset show, and, and she really helps. But this has been the, the solutions to this problem. As I, I, I bring it up, and it's, do I really need to talk to a coach about filing? But it was just aggravating me. And mm-hmm. she said, look, all you need to do is have a file for rapport bills, a file for personal bills, a few other things. At the end of the year, you take those files out, you dump them into one of those brown boxes, and you got your 2009 file. So it has streamlined my time. That's, so that's amazing. A- so one more time. So what do you do? How many? Um, say that one more time for us. So on which files you put in? Yeah, which files are they? Um, any bills that come in that I've paid? After okay, so I've you faxed, have a, a paid bills file. Okay. Yeah, a paid bills file. So I've faxed them to my bookkeeper. They're in the computer. They're ready to be paid, but I've got this paper. I, you, can you throw it out? Maybe some people do. But I always seem to have this pile of paper that was coming in, check stubs and now I have check stubs, whether they're going in or going out. I just put them in there. It's all my rapport bills. So rather than filing my phone bills and my, you know, computer bills or whatever else, they all go in there. And so if I ever need to go back and find them, which rarely I do. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's so funny. I'm laughing here, Wendy, because yesterday I had Marie in and we were doing accounting and we were talking, we were discussing the exact same thing. And it's so funny, like you said, it seems like such a trivial thing, but we came up with the whole thing also. I have a separate vendor file for every single vendor. And she was looking at me and she said, you really don't have to do that. You can just have, you know, a 2009 folder with paid bills and 2010, you just go. And I'm looking at her, I'm like, but is that the really going to be efficient? And she's looking at me like, how many times are you ever going to need to see your telephone bill? Right, right. Like, the light bulb goes off and it's like, oh my God, we're running these big businesses and something so simple like that, you know, sets us off and watch how much time we're going to save because our office is going to be organized and we're not going to feel overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. The other one that I have is setting annual goals. You know, you think, oh, I'll block off half a day and I'll plan it and, you know, do my vision and my five-year plan, how it balances up. No, you don't have time for that as a business owner. You need a marketing plan that's two pages and you need your goals done the first week of January so you can start moving on it. So, again, I sit down with Marla for an hour call and by the end of the call, we've got it ironed out. (laughs) Yeah. You know, she's amazing. and. Don't you feel just so much better? I know any time I had a conversation with Marla, I felt the world, the weight lifted off my shoulders. And it's like, okay, I'm re-energized. I'm ready to go. Yeah. But you're right. It's just breaking down the big picture into the small little steps. And, you know, I'm a real... I love my my erase board, my... um, Yeah. (laughs) 
you know, whiteboard? <laughs> my whiteboard. I'm like, I'm drawing a blank. My whiteboard. And if I have my goals up on my whiteboard for the day, it's just great. I try to do it for the week and then I break it down by the day. And by Friday, you know, like you said, it's so hard to balance everything with family and work, but I can actually go out and enjoy my time, whether I go out to dinner with my husband or I spend time with my kids. I feel like, wow, I've had such a productive week by checking it off. Right. But that's, that's so smart. So your goals are so, so important. Right. Yeah, that's, I have a whiteboard with my annual goals, but that's a good idea to put your daily goals up there. I usually do it on my, my you know, paper on my desk, but I like that. Yeah, I just picked one up. They actually have one on the market that has um, the days and spread spread apart, and it's your list of things to do, and it works well. But anyway, those are my whiteboards. <laughs> They're helpful, and they they help us take those baby steps to move forward with our business. Right, right. So, and another challenge has been my expectation. When you're you know young and out of college and single and no kids. You can work all the time, and you can get a lot done and be very productive. But that whole balancing work in life, I think oftentimes I still expect myself to be the perfect mom and, you know, accomplish a lot more in my business. So I've had to readjust that and realize that I'm bringing more, much, much more as a, uh-huh. as a mother to my work. But oh, yeah. my expectations of all the little details may not get done. The important stuff will. Yeah, it's so hard. And I agree with you, Wendy. I struggle with the same exact thing. It's like if I I was talking about that case study I was writing over the weekend, and I'm saying to myself, my gosh, normally, you know, when I I always reflect back to the time when I was single and I had my high-powered jobs and how I would be able to bang everything out so quickly. And then all of a sudden, this weekend, it took me like two days to do something that would normally just take me three hours. Right. But what, what was happening in those <laughs> two days? Mommy, I'm hungry. Mommy, mommy, please come away from the computer. Why, do you, why are you always on the computer? And it's heartbreaking. So trying yeah. to get that balance is so, so difficult. But I just try to go easy on myself. And I try to remind myself that look at the examples we're making for our children. Right. You know, I've got my three-year-old coming into my office and she gently knocks on my door and she says to me, mom, are you on a business call? Ah. (laughs) She's she's three years old. I mean, uh, and then I put my kids to work. I have them helping me with my samples, you know, because their hands are little and they could put the little gloves in the little bag so much easier than I can. That's a great idea. You know, so I guess that's just. You know, trying. No, that's, I've done the same thing in my home office here. I have two computers on my desk, so my sons come over and they get on theirs and watch, you know, YouTube or search the web. And, you know, I sit there and do some email and we talk about it and share. And then I have another desk set up. So that's their desk if they need to do writing or coloring or whatever. But it's, having think- them in there is a lot of fun. It's a lot less productive, but a heck of a lot more fun. <laughs> Yeah. And it's so funny. I have to say, Wendy, I, I learned that when my kids walk into my office, they're coming in for a reason. They're feeling a need that they need to be filled themselves. And instead of that, of me responding, when they come into my office and say, mom, what are you doing? Instead of me just saying, I'm working in two words, 
I have them come to my desk. I have them sit on my lap. I start reading what, if I'm writing something, if I'm sending an email, and I try to kind of educate them on their level. And then they get what I'm doing. And then they'll say, okay, mom. And then they'll go and do their homework or whatever. It's keeping your kids involved in your business has really just helped me tremendously. Well, that, I even go as forward to ask them for suggestions and get great ones. I was talking to Robert yesterday, my eight-year-old, about uh, the, the, this program. And I said, what should I remember to do? And he, he says, Mom, you're really great at introducing people and networking. And you remember, and he gave some examples of how I've introduced people so they've got business. So, uh, and then this morning I was talking to him about a commercial I need to do for a BNI, a networking group that I'm in, and he came up with the whole, I have to tie it into a TV show, so he tied it into um, uh, American Idol, and Pants oh, on the Ground, Pants on the Ground, so he's, he's got this whole song and commercial developed for me for tomorrow. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's that's great. a lot of help. <laughs> that's great. So... So, Wendy, those were absolutely great challenges. I loved every single one of them. So can you share with us, what are your major successes? Like, how do you define success? Yeah, that's, um, it's, uh, it, I guess what I look at is part of it is just bottom line looking at the revenue. So the first year I doubled the revenue after I bought the business, and we've had growth every year since then. We even had a good year last year when the economy was so down. Um, so I'm real happy about that. Um, I also got, I've gotten a couple of awards that um, I'm real proud of. And one was from an organization called Count Me In. They run a contest called Make Mine a Million. And so for companies, I won this um, three years ago, I think it was. Uh, they run a contest for women business owners who want to grow their business, and they offer a whole bunch of support and a network. That was another challenge of getting a network of other women business owners who are trying to grow businesses. And um, I applied out of a fluke. I didn't even know what it was, um, became a finalist, and then became an awardee. And that's where I learned about coaching um, in this organization. Through all the different companies, all the different types of women, the only consistent factor of who's made, you know, their goals and who's grown their business has been that those women have had coaching. And once oh, I heard yeah. that, I thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to work with a coach. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. The coaches are, it does help a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, that's was that been a great award because it's brought me into the network. So to learn more about that, you can go to makeminamillion.org. It's a fabulous organization. It was founded by Nell Merlino, who founded the whole Take Your Daughters to Work Day. She's yeah, on. Nell is incredible, isn't she? <laughs> yes. Yes, she is. Yeah, so that's the Count Me In organization. So that's wonderful. So... We'll be back in just a few minutes right after this commercial. Thank you. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on toginet.com. 
Being frugal doesn't mean being cheap, and the Frugalitarian is here to show you how. Jody Olson is the Frugalitarian on Toginet, 3 p.m. Central, Wednesdays. This is the art of great living. It's just a matter of time before people start asking you to tell them your secrets to better style, bargains on food, home decor, and clothing. Your wants don't have to change, just how you acquire what you want. On the Frugalitarian, it's an uncommon mix of style, fashion savvy, and earth friendly. Showing you great taste, great style, and great ideas for finding everything you want for nearly nothing. I'm speaking from experience. I live on a beautiful farm where I take care of sheep and do a few light farm chores for extremely low rent. For more clever ideas on how to waste not and totally want not, go to thefrugalitarian.com. Join us every week for more information on how you can live better for less with Jody Olson. It's The Frugalitarian, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Celebrate Green is coming to Toginet, Wednesdays at noon Central Time, starting November 4th. The mother-daughter team of Lynn and Corey will have you going green and loving it in no time at all. As heard on Martha Stewart and Disney Radio and seen blogging for HGTV, Lynn Caldwell and Corey Caldwell-Lipsum are unapologetic evangelists for greening every aspect of life, especially holidays and celebrations. Based on their book, Celebrate Green, they're putting the meaning in the greening with their simple, fun, eco-friendly, affordable ideas. From their start with green Halloween to tips, tricks, ideas, and projects for every holiday, you'll love Celebrate Green. You can check them out online, too, at CelebrateGreen.net and GreenHalloween.org for more information, the newsletter, the blogs, places to shop, cool extras, and so much more. So get ready to Celebrate Green, the radio show with Lynn and Corey, Wednesdays at noon Central Time, starting November 4th on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Hi, everyone. It's Josephine. So uh, we have Wendy Peace on the line today. And Wendy, gosh, you're doing such a great job. I'm enjoying this interview so much. You, I loved your challenges. I loved all of your great advice. And you, we were just talking about the many awards that you received. And I believe you have a couple more that you'd like to share with us. So why don't you tell us about it? Oh, there was one, one more that I talk about that I was, it really was a great award. And it made me feel fabulous. Uh, and it was from the state of Massachusetts. They have an organization called Samba, which is, um, the, you know, women and minority-owned businesses. You can get certified to, through the state. And they gave me an award for helping other women-owned or minority-owned businesses with um, getting Samba certification and, and marketing and, and help in different areas. And I thought, boy, I just do that because I like helping other <laughs> business owners. And to actually be recognized for it, that was, uh, it was a really nice award that I got this year. Oh, that's great. Congratulations on that. That is a big deal. And so many times we get those calls from people like, I can't even tell you how many inventors call me. And uh, it's kind of funny. And like you said, I enjoy talking about it because, you know, the process is something that I never knew anything about and how you kind of put one foot in front of the other and all of a sudden you make it happen and people actually, you know, look to us and say, wow, you're so successful. How did you do it? And it's just fun, like you said, sharing it. 
right. with other people, but to get recognized is really special. So I think that's right. wonderful. But, you know, Wendy, I have a funny story. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was two weeks ago, I had Catherine Ryan Hyde on the line. And um, she is the famous author who wrote the book, Pay It Forward, that the motion picture was based on. Yeah. And she, she said that she'd be my guest, and I was so honored. I was like, oh, this is going to be so much fun. Well, that morning she wakes up, and that was two weeks ago when all of the, um, the floods occurred in California. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, she was nice enough that she was going to do this interview for me. She obviously had to get up at 7 in the morning because it's 10 Eastern time. And she woke up to absolutely no electricity in her house, which meant no phone lines or anything. So she actually did my interview from a payphone <laughs> and dialed into the studio in the pouring rain on the payphone. And I hung up and I was going live and had no idea about all of this. And she emailed me that night telling me everything that she had gone through. And I was laughing that here I have this famous author emailing me back and forth. And I was laughing. And then all of a sudden, I hung up the phone and I said, wow, we like to define success in financial ways all the time because that's just the way we are here <laughs> uh, right. in America, our society. But you know what? I hung up the phone. And I said, wow, that's got to be some form of success yeah. that this woman would really just go out and do that. So we are so thankful for her, but that was a lot of fun. So, yeah, it's funny. That it really Alex. is paying it forward to give her experience <laughs> over a payphone during all that. <laughs> She's so funny. It was, she was fabulous. I, I just love her. She's really, really sweet. She has such great books. So, all right, back to, back to our interview. So I have another question for you, Wendy. So I loved your challenges so much. I, and we talked about all of your successes. But what happens on those impossible days? Like what motivates you to keep going when you just feel like everything's falling down? Well, the, the primary thing is, is I love what I do. So even when all chaos is going crazy, you know, I'll hear about a bad translation that will just make me laugh. And not, not, we don't do them. I find them on the internet and people send them in to me. So uh, I love, you know, I just love what I do. If it really gets so bad where I'm frustrated, the beautiful thing about being the business owner is you can walk away. Right. So I will walk away and go work out or, you know, go talk to a friend or something like that. And then when you come back to it later, things have settled down and you can get on, on top of it. But usually it's not the business, it's just, you know, me not being in the mood. Yeah. Yeah, so. like the kids, for some reason, don't like the clothes that you laid out in the morning. <laughs> the cereal bowl falls all over the kitchen, and the bus is waiting outside, and you think it's going to leave. Yeah. So I, I hear I hear what you're saying. On yeah. those days, I try to jump on my treadmill for a few minutes and burn that energy. Yeah. But... Um, all right, so how about um, a motivational quote? Do you have a good one for us, Wendy? Ooh, ooh that's, uh, that's challenging. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Is I've always believed in like just moving things forward. If you can't figure it out or you don't know exactly which direction, just go forward. So I've always loved Nike's Just Do It or The Journey uh -huh. of a Million Miles Begins with the First Step. 
But mm-hmm. I'm starting to get maybe a little older, maybe wiser, um, and realizing that you can't always, what's, the, what's that saying where you shoot, aim, or If shoot, you aim, don't fire. shoot, you can't score. Is that it? No, it's the one about um, aim, ready, aim, fire. Okay. But you can't ready, fire, aim. <laughs> all right. So I'm beginning to realize that just doing it or just moving something forward, it is better to step back and have a strategy and and think things through a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm looking for a new quote that's not the, the just do it theme. If anybody has a good one, send it in to me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That, that sounds great. All right, we'll work on the motivational quotes. Yeah, it's hard to come up with them. Um, I do like the one, if you don't shoot, you can't score, because just as an entrepreneur, I feel like I'm shooting all day. I'm trying to figure out, you know, what's really going on. What are the customers really saying about my product and uh, how we can get it out there? So I feel like I'm always shooting. But So I think you're right, though. I need to come up with a better one, too. Well, and it's the, it's the ready, aim, fire. So you've got to shoot. You've got to keep firing, but you also have to think of the ready and the aim. <laughs> but that, that's right. not my motivational quote. <laughs> right, right, right. So uh-huh. we, we did talk about the, the balancing um, of your life because just as mom entrepreneurs, so it's just such a common thread that we all see and we all struggle with. And, uh, you know, one thing I do, Wendy, is I really try to make an appointment with each one of my kids every week. And we have mommy and me time. And that is like sacred time right. where, especially with my middle child, like I'm, you don't have that middle child syndrome. So because you have the two, but mm-hmm. with the middle child, I'm just so afraid. I never want him to say when he was older, oh, that's because I was a middle child. So I almost overcompensate sometimes, but I do try to take them out and do special things with each one separately. And they feel so great about it. So I just find that if I give them that time, then they respect my time in the office and it kind of balances out. But, um, okay, so now... Yeah, you're be- I have not been able to figure out how the kids can be in the house and I can do work at the same time. I find that when they're at school, yeah. I'm working and I'm focused on work. And when they come home... I close it down, and I'm focused on them. And then after they go to bed, if I have stuff that I haven't finished, then I, I'll get back on the computer, and I can be on there, you know, for an hour or two wrapping things up, which is fine with me because I want to be with yeah. them when they're home and awake. Yeah, you're so – that's so, so true. And the thing is, like, if I have business on my mind when I'm with the kids, it just doesn't work. So like yeah. you said, my kids get off the bus when they get off at 4 o'clock. Well, I still have a toddler that I'm – you know, nursery school, but I do have a sitter. I make sure that she plays with the sitter and everything until four o'clock. But like you said, I have to shut down physically in my office at four o'clock and close my door. Otherwise, you know how the brain just keeps working and you're, you're distracted. It's so much nicer to focus when you're working, you work, when you're with the kids and the family, you're with the kids and the family. Right. Like you said, you just try to go back to it. If when they're in bed. So that sounds like a winning formula to me, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> yeah. So, so what's your favorite business tool or resource that you use? I mean, the virtual assistant sounds like a huge one for you. 
But do you have any other kind of business tool that you use that really helps you with your business? Um, let's see. Well, it, as we talked about before, get a good coach. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, my whole business is based on my computer. So, we, you know, all the different computer programs that I'm using on there and the computer, fast computer. I just That's got fast. a new computer and it's faster and I'm so much more productive. So it's worth okay. investing in that. Um, you know, speaking of resources, this is primarily uh, what I know most about is for companies that export. There are so many state and national resources, federal resources, to help companies export to balance out the, um, the trade. And there, there's a ton. There's inexpensive seminars. There's some free consulting that you can get. Um, to help you go global. And it's, you know, it's like less than 5% of the U.S. companies export. And so accessing these resources to figure out how to go international, there's a huge market. And while the dollar is weak, American goods are, are wanted. Oh, so wow, that's great. Um, that has been one of the biggest surprises to me and, and something that I'm trying to tell people as much as I can because going international really can help your business. Um, that and, that, and people are welcome to call me to access those resources or get in touch with me um, through repwarintl.com, through my website. You can, you can find my contact information, and I can connect you up with, with people on that. That's a great, great piece of advice. I love that, Wendy. So, yeah, that's wonderful. I'm sure you're going to get a lot of calls on that. So, Wendy, we just have about another um, one more minute left to our show today. And... Um, I'd love to hear your elevator pitch. So I'm sure you've perfected it by now. But maybe we'll wrap up with your elevator pitch. Okay. Similar to what I started with, but yeah, sure. Yeah. My elevator pitch, we connect you to anyone, anywhere in the world, by providing foreign language translation, which is written, and interpretation, spoken services. We provide free quotes and free project project consulting. Uh, and contact us for any further information. You can either Google Rapport, R-A-P-P-O-R-T, International, um, or you can go to the website, which is www.rapport.com. Oh, that's perfect. Wendy, what a great, great show we had today. I want to thank you so much being my guest on Paying It Forward. Oh, it was my pleasure. It was great <laughs> talking to you and learning from so you. It Thanks again, Wendy. On this show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons